Most of you don't know that I was the Oklahoma Bible quiz champ of 1969. And after living with over 3,000 teens over the last 45 years, I've learned the importance of those principles I knew as a teen and have worked tirelessly to help parents take those principles they embrace and apply them to their teens and the raising of their families. Parenting Today's Teens strives to bring effective and practical resources to parents and grandparents to help them engage in the life of their teens. We do that through our radio program that's heard on over 1,900 stations throughout North America, through books and small group curriculum series, through specialty conferences and seminars, through our Parenting Today's Teens podcast, newsletters, articles, YouTube channel, and online courses, anything to help parents and grandparents. To find out how you can put some new tools in your parenting toolbox, visit www.parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your teen. Let's listen in. Mark, today, let's talk about training boys to be men. That's right. You know, there's a big difference between boys and girls. That's why even the title of the book, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, it's completely (laughs) different. And we have 60 kids that live with us. They come from all over the country, and half of them are boys, half of them are girls. And I tell you this, the way you engage with young boys is far different than the way you engage with young girls. Let's focus on boys turning to men today. I'm just scanning through some of the questions that have been sent in to us from our website. Parents contact us there. This one has to do with video games. My son is playing too many violent video games. And Here's one that says, sometimes my husband has a hard time relating to our boys, age 13 and 15. And here's one from a single mom. How do I discipline a 15-year-old son as a single mother? Yeah. These are the issues that people are asking about. They really are, you know, and it's completely different. The way you engage with girls is different than the way you engage with boys. And I think sometimes the frustration that parents have is they're treating their sons like they would treat their daughter, or maybe they're treating their daughters like they would treat their sons, and it doesn't work because they learn differently. I tell parents all the time, you you develop a relationship with a boy shoulder to shoulder, not eyeball to eyeball like Mm. you do girls. And Mm. so you got to be doing something full of activity, full of life, out there doing something. And so, you know, the comment that I hear from more dads when they pick up their sons from Heartlight and take them home is they say this, my young boy came here and is now leaving as a young man. Boy. What better could be said, huh? Oh, I know. You yeah. Know, and you look at it and you go, for some reason, it's working. For some reason, we engage differently. And so we're going to share some of those concepts today. Today, training boys to be men. That's right. You know, there's things to note about a boy's development through the teen years that are that are so important for parents to understand because it lays a foundation for which they can act and engage with their kids. And one of those things is just there's a willful independence. You know, this is why... You know, a young man usually butts heads with his dad. It's 
tough having two men in the same house. They're not made that way. So moms and dads sit at home and they go, wait a minute, we're having some conflict with our child. And I said, well, is it, a, is it your son or daughter? They say, it's our son. I said, that's a good thing. <laughs> what they're doing is trying out what you've taught them. They are pushing up against the wall. They're letting iron sharpen iron, just as one man shall sharpen another. And what happens in that conflict and that difficulty and those hard discussions where they're challenging what you believe and what you think, they're really gaining a different understanding. So mom and dad, don't feel like just because there's a little bit of independence showing itself that something is going wrong. It means that something is going right. Hmm. When your child begins to say, I can live on my own. I don't need stuff like this. I can make it on my own. That's a good thing. That's me. That means you're doing a great job in helping him become independent, which is one of the goals of moving a child from total dependence to total independence by the time they leave home. That's a great piece of advice today. Uh, boys project a different attitude, don't they? That's right. You know, I mean, in the house, it's one thing, but I tell you what, it's arrogance on, you know, when they're on the outside. And, and you know, there's a bravado. There's there's something that says, I am strong like bull, you know, and, and, and they want to show that. They want to show off. The muscles become an issue. Having hair on their chin means something. Be able to do death-defying acts, you know, in front of other people. How they engage with other girls makes all the difference in the world. You know, there's an arrogance. There's a bravado. There's an attitude that comes across where they want to be the big man. Mom and dad, respond to his heart, not to his actions. Okay, now that's on the outside, but what's going on inside that boy? That's inside. They need security and significance. You know, they want the security of a mom and dad. Hey, they're going to love me regardless of what. But he's trying to engage, especially at age 14, 15, and 16 years old. He's trying to engage with people and find himself socially. And so that arrogance will come out in some way. It's really a sign of self-esteem. Now, there is a big difference between somebody who's arrogant and somebody who's narcissistic. Mm. You know, a narcissistic person will wake up in the morning and say, what is everyone going to do for me today? (laughs) You know, an arrogant person feels like I'm worthy of having people do things for me, which is a good thing for a young man. You want them to be a little cocky. You want them to have a little bit of spirit to them. It's it's really a willful arrogance that that is so important in the life of these young men. They're the star of their own movie, aren't they? That's right. Let them <laughs> let them have the center stage. Sometimes you don't have to knock them down. Let them be the show. Let them kind of say some things without correcting them all the time. Men don't like to be corrected. I'm a personal testimony to that, and I've never understood why the person that loves me the most knows me best and, I mean, knows everything about me. Whenever she corrects me, it's always interesting that I don't like it at all. Well, Jan's asked me to share a few things with you today, as a matter of fact. But there is something about that. There's There's a manliness in that, I think, and it doesn't mean that it's right, but when you see it in a young man, there's a part of him that's coming out. You know, a 14-year-old is just four years away from independence and striking out on their own and serving our military and getting married and all those things. You want them to start showing some of that, you know, that independence and that arrogance, but on the inside, there's still a sense of insecurity. So they want security. And really from mom and dad, they're going to get that. And hopefully what they'll get is a sense of significance. How important are friendships to boys? You know, they become probably the most important thing. You know, mom and dad have an amazing way of instilling value in the life of a child. But, But in the current of society, 
society, a young man wants that to be validated. It's almost saying, well, you're my mom and dad. You have to love me. But I want to know that somebody loves me on the outside so relationships become important. They have their first love during this early time. They're connected with somebody. They want to get married at age 14. They they feel like relationships are everything. So Facebook becomes key and, and, and walking through snow 10 feet deep, you know, <laughs> backwards in a driving snowstorm is, is, is so important if it's, if it's connecting with that one other person. Mm-hmm. Young men are very needy for relationships, and that's okay. They are seeking, they're searchers, they're, hunt, they're on the hunt trying to find something. So let them be their young men. Now, within limits and within control sure. and within standards, of course, but they are very much ones that say, you know, relationships are important. For boys to become men, uh, there, there's a certain amount of disruption in, in the home, isn't there? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. You know, there is a certain amount of disruption. I, I think what there is is a showing of a sign of independence. Mom and dad, don't be afraid and don't back off from the relationship just because you don't agree on everything. It's a testing there's a testing ground that needs to happen at home where where a son can bring out all those things he has questions about and try them out at the dinner table. Now, it may be inappropriate if you have younger kids around, and it may be a time that dad says, well, you know, son, let's talk about that outside later, mm-hmm. or let's deal with this a little bit later and have that man-to-man talk, or a mom even saying, hey, let's talk about that, you know, over dessert or something, or let's talk about it tomorrow morning, or let's sit down after school. There's going to be arguments. Don't be afraid of those. That's how somebody hones in what, how they believe and what they believe. You know, you implied something there that dad was having that conversation with his sons. That doesn't always happen. Dads don't always step up, do they? That's right. That's right. And so moms have that conversation too. And, you know, I, I think moms have a special connection with their sons. I mean, that's why Scripture even says that a man shall leave his mother when he gets married. There's something special about that. So moms, don't take it personally when an argument happens. You know, it's not necessarily you. They're trying out new information in a new world, trying to engage in a different way and and get some confidence about what they really believe. It's almost like, let's argue about this a bit so that it will bring validation to what you've taught me. This becomes very important. I know you have a lot more to share with us today, Mark, but let me go back to that question I alluded to at the start of the program today. This parent who says, I've never dealt with my son playing too many video games. They're all army-related and very violent. And my husband and I don't agree that it's good or bad. So what do you think? How do we deal with this? What do I think? You know, I know that young men love exploding things and they love loud sounds and they love shooting guns and they love adventure and they love, you know, fighting for something. And I mean, I think that's inherent in every young man. They love fighting. They love, I mean, anything. That's why they watch boxing and women don't. That's why they love football more than women except my wife. That's why they, (laughs) you know, all those things, I think that, that they're engaged in that. And it's, it's kind of a Herculean mentality that says I'm strong and Mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm good and I'm a protector. And, and I can serve people. And there's something about watching those kind of videos that they feel that. Now, but it has its limits, doesn't it? It does have its limits, and you've got to limit it to some point. I think anything can become a little bit over-consuming for kids. But the fact that they're attracted to it, I think it's very natural. Hey, this is Mark Gregston, and I don't meet many families that aren't looking for new ways to add some new parenting tools to their parenting toolbox. 
On February 18, 2023, Kirk Cameron and I will be leading a simulcast called Engage, equipping and empowering parents to raise teens in a contrary culture. Now look, I know this, you're looking for practical ways to engage your kids, upholding your beliefs, your, the scripture that you've embraced, and, and those principles that, that are dear to you. We're going to give you the opportunity and practical ways to engage your kids, to change their life. And your kids are going to love the fact that you're attending this simulcast. You can find out more about Engage at Engage23.com. That's Engage23.com. You know, I mean, I look at kids all the time and I'm always thinking, okay, how do we help this kid move to a point where he's, where we can say that he's leaving us in our presence, a young man, not the boy, uh, you sent our boy home. No, I don't want to do that. I want him to come home with an idea that, that, uh, that he's doing well. And so here's some things that I think that, that parents can do with their kids, same things that we do in engaging with kids. And that first thing is dig deep, get past the external bravado and look for that internal softy. Hmm. You know, there's something about a young man that when you, that it's a little bit harder to touch his heart, but once you get there, uh, you know, there's something very good and, and you've, and you've made a friend for life. So you have to crack that exterior. That's huh? right. That's right. You know what? I tear up when a little girl sits across from me and starts crying, I will tear up. Hmm. When a young man starts to cry, I will bawl like a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is something mm-hmm. about when you can get through to him, um, you know, it, it just touches his heart in such a way that, that all that bravado goes down. Mom and dad, look to that inner part of your child that he longs for you to have a relationship with. Part of this transition from boyhood to manhood, too, is that the boys want responsibility, don't they? They do, because they know that ushers in maturity. So give them more responsibility. Your son needs to find a purpose and useful work to do. When you give him responsibilities, you're encouraging him to find out who he is, and grow in his autonomy. Uh, Responsibility helps him become independent. Every kid wants to become independent. Let him do that. I think a lot of times when parents don't give kids responsibility because they're afraid they're going to make a mistake, a kid ends up shutting down and remains very immature in his life and just gives up. And because they want to be independent, they're going to be some bumps along the way. They're going to test every boundary that you set, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And so make sure you have a belief system in place and stick to your rules and consequences. You know, your son will always test the boundaries. That's just the nature of a young man. He's supposed to push against the fence a little bit. He's supposed to lean on it a little bit. He's supposed to try to get his way, try to manipulate, try to try to jump over the edge just a bit. But he, but have that thing in place so that he understands the rules and consequences. And for both moms and dads, but especially dads, just having some physical activity with your son. Uh, absolutely. Look for ways to do physical activities with your son. You know, a teenage boy communicates shoulder to shoulder, not eyeball to eyeball. You know, there, the, the moods of a lifetime are often found in the all but forgotten events of childhood. So learn to experience those things with your son. Spend time doing things with him. That's the way to get to his heart. Any final word here today? Yeah, one last thing. Ask questions and let your son have his opinions. When you listen well, you're communicating that you value your son and you believe he can think for himself, which is something we all want as parents. Listen to his opinions and value them. Don't always correct them. Don't always stop them, but value them.
Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.